0: Support for this podcast and the following messages come from KUST Campus Radio, a student-operated, non-commercial radio station. KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in at any time to KUST at mixler.com KUST radio.
1: Welcome to The Medium, a podcast presented by Timely Media that's all about what's happening in the art and entertainment world. On today's show, we get to know the hosts a bit more, discuss technology's place in remembering celebrities, and catch up with the latest news in the arts and entertainment world.
0: All right, y'all. Welcome back to The Medium, episode two of season three. I'm here with Reed. Hi there, everyone. Hi, Reed. Um, so we thought today we we're just kind of kind of going to talk to each other. We haven't had an interview on here for a while, but we've also never really explained what Reed and I do for fun in our various mediums of sorts. So
1: I thought, well, we thought it'd be a fun, kind of almost a foundational interview, um, like who we three are. Three seasons Three in. seasons <laughs> in, yeah, it's a bit late. Um, but who we are as hosts and why we're attracted to the arts and entertainment. Um, both of us are. I think it'd be fair to describe us as artists, and are we have, we have different mediums, but we are both ar- artists. So um, I think it'd be appropriate that or I thought we would. Oh my goodness! Excuse me. We're <laughs> we just thought, so excited. I'm so excited. I'm fumbling over my words. Um, we both thought it'd be fun and also informational for us to discuss. Forms of art since this is an arts and entertainment podcast. Wow, wow, <laughs> who would have thought that connection? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so I guess we'll just get into it. Read, what is your medium? What do you do?
1: Um, on this beautiful show, the medium, my medium <laughs> is uh, I am a visual artist. Um, I primarily work with um, drawing and painting. Um, when it comes to painting, I work a lot with oils, uh, oil painting. Um, I dabble in acrylic, prefer oil. And- um, Is
0: that like on canvas? This
1: is on canvas, yes, excuse me. It doesn't necessarily have to be on canvas, but that is the preferred Mm. canvas is canvas. Um, Yeah, so I do, yeah, I do oil paintings and then I also do quite a bit of drawing, uh, drawing in my free time. I lean towards drawing a little more just because it's more um, efficient,
0: I guess. It seems faster. It's a lot faster. Less material.
1: uh, Yes. Less material, um, very easy, quick, um, and I get the same amount of pleasure out of it, or Mm -hmm. just about. Um,
0: Do you have a typical subject?
1: I do, yes. Thank you, Maddie. Um, Just leading in. Such a great interviewer. (laughs) Um, No, yes. No, yes. My favorite or my preferred um, subject matter is figuratives. So um, virtually just any, I don't know, it's almost like any being mm-hmm. or um, this can be an animal or a person. I usually lean towards people. Um, I'll do uh, like flat out portraits or I'll do, you know, full body portraits. Um, and I enjoy doing like i'm kind of fascinated with like almost like the human body so like i'll do a lot of uh, most recently uh, the past year year or two i've been focusing a lot on um like greek and roman statues i'll take mm-hmm. um a lot of my influences from them and i'll try and replicate that so um there's a lot of uh detail and uh focus on like um the curvatures of a muscle or um like how the light plays on just the body in general um so I've been really drawn to that. Um,
0: it's kind of interesting considering most people who draw tend to avoid people because they're very – not necessarily that people are detailed. It's just hard to, like, get it right.
1: Yeah, it's it's a very tricky uh, subject matter. Um, and it was tricky for me. It didn't come easily. I imagine if
0: you've done it for a couple of years now.
1: Yeah, yeah. it took It's taken a lot of practice. Um, actually, how I got into primarily, like uh, – portraits and figuratures is because I was I still am I'm really into comic books Mm -hmm. so that was kind of like the gateway into that um I wanted to I I started by replicating that and slowly from like these comic uh, comic book looking characters or cartoons I slowly evolved into more realistic um features Mm -hmm. and um I do have I think one one thing that really uh helps me do my artwork or something that kind of puts me have a little bit of an edge over others is that I have the ability of I'm very good at replicating what I see Mm -hmm. um it comes naturally to me Uh, obviously it it grows with practice but that's something I've always been good at um I remember replicating or attempting to replicate like my toys as a small kid um so it's always something that I've been just copying pasting Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm.
0: sometimes it's easier though to go from a picture you see to drawing like i'm not i don't draw that mm -hmm. often i'm not that great at it but it definitely helps having kind of a guide of sorts and if that's a way to get into it and then you can start like ad-libbing on your own definitely makes sense
1: that's definitely no that's definitely how i work um i use yeah i'll use uh different subject matters as almost like a background or excuse me not a background but uh a backbone to mm-hmm. my drawing where mm-hmm. I'm like okay I want I want the figure from this picture of a statue and so I'll do you know I'll do that statue but then I'm like okay what can I add or what can I ha- enhance from that um and kind of goes from there mm-hmm. um and I do want to um uh emphasize that I don't do um like tracing mm-hmm. too um this is purely by eye um and uh, the more I've done it, too, the more I can go off of memory, like I can draw a generic uh, face from memory with ease now. Sure. Um, will it look like someone you know? Probably not, but, um, <laughs> but it will be face. very chiseled. It's recognizable. Y- yes. It, it'll be a face. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, um, and I'm not limited to figuratives either. I do a lot of, um, or I did a lot of landscapes. Um, actually, I studied abroad uh it's been well over a year now um i went to uh southern france and there i studied primarily painting um that's pretty
0: rad yeah it was it was <laughs> awesome
1: um no and i painted on uh which is um like just out in the open mm-hmm. um outside and i painted i feel it. like
0: that's the most edgy it, artsy thing you can possibly it is, do as a painter yeah it like is i'm just gonna go set up my canvas on this hill and paint the scenery it was very what a vibe it was a, it was
1: a very romantic image like yeah it, like that is if you picture an artist like that's usually what you what you think of um mm-hmm. and i was doing that it was awesome um and i was doing a lot of landscapes um if any of our listeners are familiar with uh Cezanne, um i painted his famous motif of uh mount saint victoire um it's a mountain um near the place I was staying in, and it was featured in countless of his paintings. Um and I painted that frequently and that was really cool. Um I was able to paint uh Monet's water lilies, um, like the actual mm-hmm. uh water lily uh pond. And that was one of the best moments of my life. That's probably <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah.
0: That's, even I like I'm not a painter but yeah, was, that's fantastic yeah that's it was amazing.
1: it was definitely a highlight um I got to paint his house too which was cool nice. um did no. you get
0: to take these paintings home with you yes oh, I you do have I, I have these paintings how at did home. you get them from France to, like were they that were they really big or no
1: um they are let's see uh, if I had to like average size them they're about 18 by 24. Okay. Um. Well, no, actually, I'll take that back. A little smaller than that, maybe 18 by 12. So like
0: decent paintings, but obviously able to transport them.
1: Yeah, it was a little difficult. I definitely had to check another bag, <laughs> which was a pain. Yeah. Um. Uh.
0: But now you get to have them. Yeah. Get to hold on to them, which is pretty cool.
1: Also, you have to convince um, security that it's your artwork too when you transfer paintings. Otherwise, uh. it looks like you might be trying to leave the country with. A valuable painting sometimes although it's <laughs> I usually stole
0: this Monet from the wall yes
1: exactly no it's usually pretty easy to tell it like my yeah my picture of the Monet's water lilies did not look like his it was mm-hmm. like in my own style so mm-hmm. you can usually tell it's a student's artwork but yeah yeah um yeah that's kind of it's kind of it and I've been recently kind of trying more uh, digital artwork mm-hmm. um, obviously not obviously for our listeners I am the design manager at Tommy Media so I'm I do or i create like uh graphics to uh go along with articles that we that we write and so that involves learning a lot of like illustrator photoshop mm-hmm. um, might
0: not be as much like physical drawing but it's still like an eye for yes it definitely the styling and the d- the design obviously but yeah
1: it is um it's definitely you know it's 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 art it's just a different medium mm-hmm. um and Oh, that's the word in <laughs> the medium. Um, wonder yes. why that's
0: the title. I wonder
1: why that is the title. Um, anyways, yeah, so now I've been doing a lot more digital work and I for my career I hope to uh implement or I hope to be doing more um like design work for companies and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that is that's where I'm aiming for right now. But yeah, it's a good goal. Thank you. Very nice. All right, and I don't know, I feel Pretty interviewed out, so I think <laughs> I might. I w- we might turn the tables a little bit. Um, you want you want to grab one side of the well, table there.
0: here. Reed is trying to move the actual <laughs> table. Um, yeah, Bad so idea.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my uh, interviewer hat and um, let's let's go over to Maddie Peters. Maddie. Maddie. Hey. W-
0: what kind of what kind of artist are you? Would you say? I would use the term artist quite loosely in that regard, but. Um. I mostly write. I'm an English major, so big into books, big reader. And I don't know if that naturally leads itself to being – I think there are a lot of people who read books that don't like to write. But for the past, I don't know, six years maybe, I've just been into writing, I suppose. And, like, yeah, there's definitely an art form to writing, but – I would definitely consider it a form um, of art, yeah. I think it's just different than the typical, like, painter or yeah that sort of thing. Um, I don't really know how I got into it specifically. I think it just was over the course of getting more into reading in my free time as, like, one of my hobbies. It was just something that I was like, this would be really cool if I tried to do it. And it was very, like, juvenile ideas and <laughs> style. Like, I still have pretty much everything that I've ever written, and so I'll go back to the stuff from my sophomore year in high school and just absolutely cringe oh my god, so bad. I do
1: that with... Sorry to cut in. I do that no, with my own d- artwork oh, and yeah. it's it's bad. Like I yeah. I, I want to like burn it or like throw it away, but no, yeah. it's it's a good reference piece. I'm like, "Okay, this is how much I've grown. This is I, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Even though like even in the current moment you feel like I'm not great. I'm not doing anything, but if you look back, it's just funny. Like the ideas weren't necessarily bad. They just weren't very fleshed out and the writing itself again, it just seems very um <laughs> naive <laughs> I yeah sort to speak
1: no no i yeah i agree
0: um but even trying to think like specifics so
1: what what kind of writing do you do then
0: um mostly long form like fiction nonfiction that you typically think of i'm not much of a poet i can never take myself seriously with poetry i like poetry but i'm not great at writing it um and i've done a few like short stories here and there but I am really interested in like being able to flesh something out like through a novel sort of piece so mostly that mostly fiction um and it's kind of similar to my reading preference as well when I have free time I usually stick to either the fantasy genre or historical fiction not a lot of contemporary I'm not even whether it's young adult or just adult fiction i'm not super into contemporary um so i don't know the more fun things that are more adventurous and i don't know just interesting to me whether that's because of a historical period or a crazy new world so then in my writing i would say it's about the same any idea that i have usually can fit into one of those two categories um i don't know why fantasy is just fun because you get to make a whole thing like i'm really into maps and so i have like a bunch of maps of worlds that I've made and drawn. And so there's my drawing pieces. I draw yeah. I draw
1: maps. You're you're you're
0: an artist with many oh. many mediums. Oh, sure. Yes. Crayola markers on a piece of paper. Very creative. Oh, yeah. Um so I like that aspect of it and I'm very into just like making worlds, figuring out the economics in that world, the politics of that world, the languages of that I've tried to or I've started making a language for a book i'm currently working on it's like hardcore or hardcore token stuff here. yeah, yeah. like but it, that's so interesting to me is doing more than just a story and like obviously writing a book is a feat in itself whether it's five five hundred fifty thousand words or like five hundred thousand words that's ridiculous but for me if i'm going to spend so much time on something i'm going to put all of my time into it whether that um, Manifest in the book or not, like you're not going to get the whole language in the story. You're just going to get the snippets from the characters that speak that certain language. But for me, I like to have the whole picture before I do it. So I will spend seven hours writing a language to use like two lines from it.
1: You want that background before you even yeah, start. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very interesting. That Our huge foundation.
0: Uh, yeah. Wow, yeah. Okay. Our producer, Kayla, and I, we went on a J term this past January. And there was a quote, we were reading a bunch of Hemingway and other modernist stuff, and there was a quote in there about Hemingway, it was like him to his dad saying something about every story is an iceberg of like there's the surface level stuff, but then there's everything in the deep end. And his was more in reference to he's a very curt writer, like he's very to the point, but there's still so much there. I take that more as I need to know everything about my story and my topic. And not saying that in like, I have to have an outline, like I still want to let the, um, the story take its own course, let it kind of find itself and me find find it along with it as I go, but still have the general background, whether that is just like the world or the characters or that sort of thing. But I'm the problem is I'm a very structured, plan-oriented person. I like to have an idea of what I'm doing, what I need to do, but then you have to balance that with sometimes what you think is best for a story or for a character isn't what's best, and you have to, like, give that time and space to, like, find its own route as well. Okay. Or sometimes you, like, go down a route, and then you're like, no, not good, and then you have to go back the other way. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of all over the place most of the time when I don't have enough time to, like, actually work on it consistently, but I try to. Very nice. Um mm.
1: Do you... I mean, you're an English major. What's your? Do you have a goal in mind? Uh, do you? Um, Is your ultimate goal to get published or like sell a certain amount of copies of a book or mm-hmm. like what? What's your what's your goal as a writer?
0: Yeah, I. That has definitely changed in the past few years. When I was in high school, I had this very unrealistic idea of like, oh, I'm going to be this famous published author and there's going to be so many people reading my books, but that is a really bad way to approach writing because then all of a sudden you're writing for an outcome that isn't guaranteed, Mm -hmm. whereas if you're writing a story, you should be writing it either for yourself, for a specific audience, for that story's own sake. That way you're focused on what you're doing and not some outcome kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think in that sense, as being an English major, like reading throughout my classes has definitely reminded me of that fact. Like, if you're going to do this, you have to do it for yourself, for the story, for something that you want to tell. But I still have that goal, I guess, of putting my writing out there, whether that's through a published book or just in any way, in any form, I guess. Um, So, yeah kind of w- looking toward that but not focused on that. Okay.
1: Very yeah. nice. Um is there any do you have any favorite authors? Someone someone who you that inspires you.
0: Yeah. Um that is a very good question that I could spend 7 hours talking about. Um that has also changed. I can like think of certain authors or certain books and stories that meant a lot to me at a certain time. Hmm. Um, So there's like some of my favorite series from when I was in high school. I look back now and I'm like, yeah, they're not the greatest books, but they meant a lot to me then and inspired me a lot then to like try it for myself. Um, Most recently though, oh gosh, I'm on a VE Schwab kick because I just finished two of her series and they were both fantastic. And I love her writing and how she um, creates characters and that you're interested in the characters along with the plot because so many books to me have one or the other you're either invested in the plot or you're invested in the characters with her it was very much both that's nice and, that is I, very nice. and so i was just like i'm really into her work um yeah recent n- not super recently but i just kind of read the tolkien stuff or reread them from when i was younger um so yeah i don't know that also kind of changes
1: very nice yeah I think um I know I think the same can be said about a visual artist too Mm -hmm. um I I definitely have a couple of artists like in mind and most of them are pretty well-known or dare say generic um huge I'm a huge Van Gogh fan um and I also love Claude Monet and those two are like arguably one of the most two of the most well-known artists of all time Mm -hmm. um
0: but for good reason for good reason
1: very good yes very good reason like it might it's
0: like there are other authors too that i'm like oh i really like them but everyone likes them but sometimes people take that as a negative thing or i think of like musical musicals people be like oh my favorite show is wicked or les mis like yeah everyone likes those but that's not a bad thing that just is a testament to the work that that yeah is Very,
1: very very well said thank you that makes me feel better um and, of course, there are... No, I'm with you on that. I got... It. In the age of social media, I'm currently following, like, 50-plus different, like, art current artists, living mm-hmm. artists um, from, like, all over the world and very interesting stuff. So I... Yeah. And I don't know how I made this topic. I, 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 tra- <laughs> I turned the uh, conversation into <laughs> what I'm following on Instagram. No, but I it's apologize. good. I um, apologize. So what can you give us like a just a little bit of a snippet of like some books you've started working on or some stories oh, that yikes. you have you don't have to give us the whole plot yeah, no, or no, anything no. but i'm curious to see what you got yeah
0: um i'm trying to think of a couple different things so like the main fantasy thing i'm working cuz the problem is i'm really bad about this i'll get an idea and i'll get really excited about it for a week and i'll like work 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 on it and then just put it away for a while and then something else will come. So I like jump between a lot of things. Whereas now or the past um, few months, I've been trying to hone in on like two or three things and just rotate between those three instead of like 70,000. So between those three, there's one, well, there's two fantasy things. One of them is just like a one shot book kind of thing. Um, Very medieval feel to it um the second fantasy is like a span of 500 years that i'm just like outlining these 500 years basically interesting that's okay. the one that has like the map and the language associated well, with you're, it you're more because like that one's big that's like my big lifetime goal project kind of thing okay whereas the shorter one is like oh i just think this is a fun idea
1: this is the the middle earth of the tolkien series yeah okay. <laughs>
0: for, yeah for me um and then the third one that I have is a historical fiction at the end of World War I, and unrelated to the J-term we took, because that was pretty much all about World War One. I, I came up with this before that, but that class definitely helped. And shout out to Kayla, who's from Iowa, because the book takes place in Iowa, or the main character's from Iowa. So I just have a lot of research to do for that one, but I'm kind of excited, so. And I've always been a fan of like war movies and war books, so I was like, ooh, I'll take a crack at it. <laughs> there you go, awesome. But yeah, that is what's in the works, kind of.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. So uh, everyone and uh, we'll give you a timeline. In two years, come uh, go to your local bookstore and pick up a Maddie Peters. Oh yikes. Uh, <laughs> two years is not enough. There you go. And we gave her a timeline, she'll Fine, do it. She'll make it two
0: years, go to the art institute in Minneapolis and Reed will have paintings. He'll have an entire gallery. <laughs> Bet it's already Bet. there. <laughs> it's already there. We'll see who can take longer to <laughs> achieve these goals.
1: <laughs> All right. Um well, thank you so much Maddie for sitting you down too. with me. Um
0: Wow, like I had to be here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: that, that was very enlightening. Um and I obviously with our both of our artistic backgrounds, we're drawn to uh, the arts and entertainment world. Um we're both huge movie lovers. Um we talked about mm-hmm. this in depth and constantly. Know, yeah, and yeah, constantly. Um so that's why we I think it was Maddie. Oh, I don't think. I know it was Maddie's idea to form this podcast, and I hopped on because I thought it was a good idea, and I love talking about movies, sharing my hot takes. It's a good Um, time. Yes. So that's why we're here. We're here for you guys. Aw. Thank you, listeners.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to move on. We just have a tiny topic to talk about just because I saw this, and I was a little like, ooh, I don't know about that. Basically, it's about technology and remembering celebrities, and the thing I found was starting on February 25th is – The tour, it's called An Evening with Whitney, the Whitney Houston Hologram Tour. And essentially it's like a concert or a performance, but with a hologram version of her. And when I read that, I just thought of the movie that they're gonna make with a CGI James Dean. And I just read, I don't know, the technology I think is great and in its place in Like CGI has improved greatly, but that kind of freaks me out a bit that they're, quote-unquote, bringing people back. I, j- I don't get it.
1: Um, I am going to come out and say I'm strongly opposed to um, CGI, uh, this type of CGI use mm-hmm. in um, any form of entertainment industry, um, whether that be music, film, um, for a couple of reasons. One, I think it is trancing upon um, the legacy of, is trying to make a buck off of the legacy of the deceased. Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, at best, a gray area. Um, at worst, uh, it's profiting off of the name of someone who's died tragically. Um, so I'm not a fan of that. Um, and when, so the, I know the Whitney Houston thing is, uh, new, but, um, I think the James Dean thing was out for, it's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the news broke a couple of months ago, and several actors came out against it, and I I agree with them. Um, the primary reason why I'm against uh, CGI James Dean or CGI any famous dead actor is because we are taking away the role for someone new to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's unnecessary. Um, name recognition is I think it's a kind of a toxic. It's a toxic trend in Hollywood. Um, it's used as a way to market the films being made. Um, and I understand that uh, you need to market your film, but this is to the point where you're resurrecting a, a famous icon um, for that name recognition. I think it's pretty, um, pretty dicey. Um, and I don't, yeah, I think it, you're taking away the role from an up-coming, up-and-coming actor or someone who wishes to grow as an actor, who has the potential to become someone as big as James Dean, and you're taking that opportunity away from them mm-hmm. because of name recognition. Because
0: you're trying to bring back. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and, you know, James Dean, um, fantastic actor, um, died too soon, um, died too young, but he had his moment in
0: the spotlight mm-hmm. and
1: we remember him fondly for well, that. Well,
0: it's not like we don't remember him. Exactly. Yeah. like, no, still, like you, I still like re- the point you made about um, changing his legacy and maybe not like changing it but at least adding to it, taking away, like, yeah, just kind of there messing is, with it in a way.
1: Yeah, there is such a thing as oversaturation when it comes to a legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, look at any, any amount of reboots. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to really... Hold on. I'm just going to steer into the movie category real quick. But, like, Terminator was an awesome franchise in, like, the 80s and 90s. It mm-hmm. was a fantastic, strong franchise. Um, Terminator 2 is, like, deemed one of the most iconic films ever. Uh, and no one saw the last two Terminator, Terminator films because they just ran that that oversaturated uh, franchise into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the same thing with in a way, it's the same thing with these actors or uh, singers. Um, they, the reason why they're remembered so fondly is because they left behind an awesome legacy, and to continue to try and shoehorn more moments into that legacy diminishes it. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know. I mean, I think that's a good point. If it's just to make a quick buck, then, it obvi- like, it's no question why they're doing it. Yeah, I just don't know if it's ever question like should we do this kind of thing and I don't know if the Whitney Houston hologram tour is as bad as the CGI James Dean but part of me is like well one you could just show a clip of her performing two you could find a singer who is similar to Houston and have her perform like there's a couple Broadway shows that are like they bring in actors to sing previous um singers songs basically to like pretend like act as that artist um and i wonder if that's a more appropriate way
1: well i mean it's uh, it's the same thing i was just talking about too it's w- with the actors you're taking away the opportunity for mm-hmm. new new singers to come and grow in t- in that mm-hmm. spotlight um not not to say that we need to start killing off the old guard <laughs> of singers or Actors, but you know, their time in the spotlight does
0: well. They're never going to go away, they're never going to go again. Goes back to like Whitney Houston iconic,
1: yeah. Like her legacy lives on. It period, that's it. It, it will continue. People, but will continue I can to argue that
0: her. Whitney Houston doesn't need her legacy, doesn't need help in continuing on. Yes,
1: I think that's that's also something important to emphasize. It doesn't these. These things don't need to grow. It is unnecessary. Because it it be it's already there. It's already there. It's already big. Mm-hmm. It's already successful. Um, well remembered. Why, why tamper with it? Don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You yeah. know, it's as simple as that. <laughs> um, and I just recalled that uh, they they did the same thing. Um, the hologram thing with uh, Michael Jackson. I think they have mm-hmm. a show in Las Vegas with him. Obviously, it's controversial. That was a while ago, but this.
0: Well, of didn't they use now cgi in one of the star wars movies with carrie fisher
1: yeah i think that was before she passed though was it yeah that was before she passed okay. um it's so a little or, different no but. Uh, excuse me but they did it with uh, a, a same franchise same movie actually with a uh, character Grand Maul uh, tarkin whatever his name mm-hmm. is is a general in the movie um they literally resurrected literally they resurrected a dead actor um, instead of casting a new one, I'm mm-hmm. um, just saying, mm-hmm. oh this is the same character and it's like no they yeah I think there it's a little more gray area um, if you're trying to
0: like fill in a, just a minor character scene a, a
1: minor character scene from a movie that exists in a from excuse me in a timeline
0: mm-hmm.
1: situation like that I think is appropriate um, yeah. because the movie is set during that time and it was heavily involved that character so you needed, needed him he was mm-hmm. a presence mm-hmm. that i can kind of understand um again why not just cast an actor that looks like him that would have been cool too mm-hmm. um yeah and it's that that can be done successfully might I add casting an actor in roles that
0: the amount of shows i've seen where a character will randomly just be a different actor and they never mention it It, it happens all the time right Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you're like, I don't really care. And then other times you're like, I actually kind of like this person better. I, I mean, the Harry Potter movies, they had to get a new Dumbledore yeah. after the second movie. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people liked the first one. I like the second one, but that's also, I'm more partial to the later movies anyway. Mm-hmm. But like that was one where they didn't necessarily address it in the movie. You can't, but it it would have been weird. Granted, the technology wasn't available at the time, but it would have been weird Yeah, to or- like keep this cgi going of someone who had
1: died exactly a more recent example um the movie dr sleep uh, is a sequel to the shining mm-hmm. um and there's several flashbacks to oh i forget the name of the hotel
0: the you know, overlook
1: the overlook hotel thank you um there's several several s- flashbacks to that um and they just casted new actors they mm, did, mm-hmm. and guess what? They did an excellent job in the role. They mm-hmm. looked like the original actors, Shelley Duvall and um, I,
0: Jack Nicholson. Jack
1: Nicholson. I'm blanking on names. <laughs> See, and I'm but sorry. that's
0: an even that's an interesting case though, just because everyone knows Jack Nicholson in that role and how iconic he played Jack Torrance, but it still worked in the movie to have a different actor.
1: Yeah,
0: it didn't throw it off. Um, as long as the actors
1: play the that character mm-hmm. well then well, it's well I think it gives no credit doubt. to the
0: audience the audience is smart enough to figure out like oh that's Jack and that's Wendy yeah and like yeah it's not gonna be Jack Nicholson but we all can re- if you're seeing Doctor Sleep you've most likely seen The Shining oh, and sure. so you can remember Jack Torrance from that movie mm-hmm. and can pretty much make the connection
1: yeah um, and you know sto- we're really deep into this sp- specific example. <laughs> excuse me but yeah like Actors don't necessarily make that or affect that storyline. Uh, right. Right. They portray the characters that affect the storyline. So if you just if you portray that character correctly, anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Or not anyone, but But, y- like you if can it's do done it. properly. Yes. Yeah. Um
0: anyways. That was a long trail from that original prompt, but what are you gonna do? Glad we went there. Glad we went there.
1: Yeah. Um no to CGI James Dean, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Find a new actor, please. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's transition to the last s- segment: uh, latest news. Um, the first one is uh, some pretty hard news. Um, or well, it's eh, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's some serious news. Um, this is a follow-up from uh, last episode's news. Uh, Harvey Weinstein was officially convicted in New York City on third-degree rape and the first uh, excuse me first-degree se- uh, criminal sexual act um he was cleared of the most serious count of predatory sexual assault though um he faces up to 25 years in prison he still faces charges in los angeles as well uh for assaulting two women in 2013 um well let's just move on quickly but (laughs) let me say he's getting what he deserves glad that this is coming to an end
0: yeah Yeah. it finished up the morning of the 24th which is when we're recording this but obviously people are listening at different times yes um this one's also not necessarily happy. Super, super, super Sorry. Great. Sorry, guys. This is a bit of a downer. Um, but in light of the coronavirus spreading to Korea, popular group BTS asked fans to avoid attending shows. They're filming several TV shows like How Here We Have, people on like Kimmel or Fallon. They're doing that kind of thing um, to promote their newest album, Map of the Soul 7. And the shows are still happening, but they're just going to record without a studio audience because the government over there and everyone is just trying to really crack down on avoiding large gatherings of people just to prevent any spreading of the virus. Right. That makes sense. Uh hopefully that passes. Yeah. Soon.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, and our final bit of news, uh, Justin Bieber's seventh album changes has de- debuted at the top of the U S billboard chart, beating a record set by Elvis Presley uh, 59 years ago. Uh, Bieber is now the youngest solo artist to achieve number, or excuse me, to achieve seven number one albums at the age of, of 25, uh, he Elvis was 26 when he scored the, his seventh chart topper uh, with Blue Hawaii in 1961.
0: See, to me, this is still bad news. I,
1: I, I, I was going to make Sorry a joke about that. Sorry to all the Bieber
0: fans. My, uh, one of my best friends from home is a Bieber fan, and she's always like, oh, my God, you guys, Justin Bieber's new album came out. And I'm like, uh oh, so great. He certainly, he's talented. He's not my cup of tea. But, but I, I'm a little
1: upset that Elvis Presley has been – Dethroned I know, by Justin Bieber. That's me too. There's something wrong with it's it, not it that I really weird. hate
0: Justin Bieber. It's just that I really like Elvis Presley, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm sad to see his his accomplishment overrun. But all at the same time, like go Bieber, nice yeah, job, well, dude. Well, Congratulations to Bieber. This yeah. is a huge
1: accomplishment. Um,
0: I'm still listening to "Baby" and "Love Me" from like 10 years ago, but we're not gonna come. It's better than his new song, Yummy. That's a hot take. <laughs> that was, okay, yes, that's, okay. A, that's a topic for our hot take podcast. Yummy is not good. So talk about that at Kayla because she does that. At
1: our, our producer, Kayla. Yeah. Okay.
0: I will come on there and specifically say that song is not good. So I saw a tweet where they were talking about how he writes that song about his wife and it's awful, but then Taylor Swift can write a song about a guy that she dated for four weeks and it's one of the best songs ever written, so... I'm just gonna throw that out there, but again, congrats, Justin Bieber. For <laughs> All right, <laughs> getting to the top. A lot
1: of emotions there. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, well, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we had an, I feel like we had an excellent episode, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.